Mary Jane, the power of story. Have you, since maybe you were a child, but in more recent years, ever picked up a book and read it and realized it had changed your life? And one of the reasons I ask this is that Reed Tracy of Hay House said he often stands back at big events where there are authors well-known and not so well-known. And he said, no matter who they are, people walk up to them He just stands back and listens and they say three these words, your book changed my life. And it's the most beautiful, they're the most beautiful words that I think a new author might hear when she first publishes her book. But I don't think no matter how many books you've published, you ever get tired of realizing that your book, the book you wrote from inside you, from your heart, can change someone's life. and welcome to the Write the Book Inside You podcast. Tips, tools and interviews for coaches and healers like you who want to write a non-fiction book to boost your visibility, clients and cash flow while making a difference. I'm your host, Carol Westmore, a multi-published author and energy psychology tapping book coach. Now let's jump into today's episode. You know, the power of storytelling, it's kind of an ancient art, isn't it? You know, we think about parables in the Bible and just that art of telling stories to teach lessons is is really old. But yes, so for me, um, I know you're going to talk anyway, aren't you, about Brandon Bay's The Journey? Yeah, we'll we'll get on to that. Let's talk about... So that was certainly one. And um, also, this this was one of the first books that I was kind of put on to. Many people all know Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. For me, the really powerful bit of this book is at the back, which is her story. And I've recommended this book to maybe hundreds of people over the years. And I always say, read her story first. Go to the back and read her story. Because for me, there is so much power in that tale of her own cancer, discovering that she had it and healing it. And for me, that's the power of the book. And the content's great too, but I love the the story part in there yeah and I think think if you know actually the story of how she had set out with this pamphlet and began to help uh, men with AIDS particularly yeah. at it and no. she went and held these these open groups with with um, people with AIDS and eventually um, Oprah heard about her and obviously her own story and that was when her book really took off but when I was presenting recently on you know the, the book inside you you know I always mention the fact that will a book make me rich well not necessarily in that sense but it will enrich your life and of course then you have the spin-offs of your coaching and the uh, speaking etc Louise Hay was an example I used she didn't set out to make to get rich although no. later her book is now sold 56 million copies. That's something about the power of story. And the two books that I'm going to share are also based on a very deep longing by the authors. So for me, um, as you know, I worked with Brandon Bears in, in the early 2000s, but it's really a, an example of when you are talking to your clients and in a book, you're talking to potential clients, you, there is, there's the sort of stories that really connect and communicate with your customers and ultimately what's in it for me. Mm. You know, why, why should I care? 
you you don't want to be in your book trying to sell something. By telling your story or that of your clients, you really make a connection. And when I picked up Brandon's book, The Journey, you know, obviously before I met her and invited her to South Africa, it was the story of forgiveness and of healing from mm. a football-sized tumor by realizing that she had within her the tools to change the cellular memory, which was at the root of it. And it did involve forgiveness. So when people heard that story all those years ago, they they flocked to the workshops in South Africa because it was the new South Africa and people Mm. were hungry to learn how to move on from a time from the dark days. As Amanda Gorman said at uh, at the inauguration of Joe Biden, you know, to step from the dark, the shadows into the light. And mm-hmm. we are all in the process of that, whether we're going through our own dark period of grief or things that are happening in our lives, or whether we um, actually are in a time where it seems dark, we must look for the light. And I think Brandon's story really, her own um, ability to go on stage and tell that story and to connect with people mm. was really, um, has made that book an ongoing bestseller because the journey work continues. A book mm. that changed my life too. So I was um, a friend of mine who is obviously more astute than me, gave me a copy in 2000. And I shoved it on my bookshelf, never gave it another thought. And then in 2001, I was diagnosed with cancer Mm. and I had surgery. And when I was in hospital, I thought, I'm going to read that book when I come out. I still had no idea what it was about. I took it off the shelf and I sat down and read it in a day. I was off work recuperating, so I didn't have too much else to do. This is 2001, so the internet is still fairly new, but I got online and I looked for a journey practitioner. And I found someone quite near me, and I rang her up and made an appointment and went to see her and had a three-hour journey therapy, and it changed my life without a shadow of a doubt. It was probably biggest factor in healing my cancer because mm. when I went and had more surgery, having they had said that the cancer was right up into the margins. Then when I went back, they said, oh, it seems to have gone. We probably mm. got it all first time, they said. But I felt different. It was just transformative. And, so, yeah. and Mary Jane, do you now bring in some of the techniques that we learned in the journey about feeling our feelings? And, you know, is there anything... Although you didn't train as a journey therapist, I did. But, you know, both of us are EFT and matrix imprinting practitioners and we bring in a lot of other work. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. very intuitive when I work with someone. How do you, how did that book change how you uh, are proactive in your therapy? Well, at that time I was working in banking, so I wasn't okay. even a therapist. But a year later I began my training as a homeopath and for sure it, it certainly I bring techniques from it into certainly into the EFT world to my EFT work because it's quite there's a lot of NLP isn't there in the journey work and I think there's a big overlap with EFT and I think it's just super powerful. Well people might ask me why did I after three years and being you know a top journey therapist in South Africa why did I then open up to EFT tapping as a modality and the reason was that Brandon didn't want to appoint anyone to teach her work, no matter Mm. how great you were or how devoted you were. She wanted to be, and maybe some of her close family members, 
the only teacher of the journey. And I, yeah. you know, I was a promoter of, of the EFT um, and other people who came to South Africa. And I'd, I say, I thought to myself, it'll never be as profound. Uh, you know, it's just tapping. I can't see how it can go into the deep depths of your soul. But the person, Anne Ross, at the time who came out first and then later Carl, I had sessions and then I had a client come to me who, who didn't have time for a journey. And this is how I believe uh, we are guided. And he said, uh, you know, I've got OCCD. I've, I've, you know, I'm two hours late because I brushed my teeth for hours and I'm, I died under anesthetic. And the whole story of his uh, his name, is the case study is in my book, You Can Break Free Fast. But in one hour, we went back to the root cause of why he wasn't healing. He'd, he died under anesthetic. He'd got to a certain point for over two years of, of his health, but he wasn't back on his feet. And when I tapped, I said, look, can I try this tapping? Because we don't, I used to take three hours for a journey. Yeah, yeah. He said, sure. And he didn't know. And I didn't really know. I was new to tapping. But when I I knew from the journey to go back and to look for the triggering, the root Mm. memories, the traumas that set this up, I call it. Yeah. And he had been knocked off his feet repeatedly in his life as an adult. But also when he was two years old, his brother had come, punched him in the stomach as he was learning to walk. And after that process, his life completely changed. He just wasn't the same person. He he healed. He said, oh, Carol, I've done seven years of tax. I've gone back to work. It was like Grace showed me, provided you have the right, you go into a process and you're intuitive. And I still use the, the forgiveness campfire from the journey. And I love mm. the journey. And I was shown that I had to move on because I then became a teacher of EFT and then later matrix reimprinting. Yeah. So that's the first um, first thing about the journey. It's still a very, very, uh, I'm still very grateful for Brandon for coming into my life because it healed mm. a lot of my original traumas growing up in an alcoholic home. And yeah. talk therapy had frustrated me because I knew I wasn't getting there. But I, yeah. at that point, I didn't know an alternative until the journey, which helps you go down through the layers and feel your feelings, which brings me to Kevin, her husband's book, Light in the Heart of Darkness. Now, when I was working with them, we didn't talk a lot about Kevin's journey. Mm -hmm. But what we found, what he's come out with now in his book about depression, was that the journey by going into his own unconscious uh, memories, he realized, although they told him he was clinically depressed, it was a chemical dependence, you know, chemical depression. What he found was when he went back to a memory, which he shares in the book, of he loved his sister, and I know Deb, Deb's his sister, and she was younger than him, and he was about eight, and she was about 10 months. And his mother said, take to take Debs to the park in the buggy. And so as they went down the hill, he was playing peekaboo with her, but by mistake, the pram slipped out of his hand, and he saw it go down the hill and overturn. And he thought he had killed his sister. Oh, I'm just getting goosebumps. And when he tells it, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you hear Kevin tell the story, I'd love to have him on my podcast to share again how only when he had his first journey therapy and he went back to that memory, did he realize that his little seven, eight-year-old self had shut down and become, I must never be Happy go lucky again. I must. Yeah. I must be very careful. I don't kill someone, and and it's a secret. I mustn't tell my mother what I what I did. That released the depression and what he says for sadness, anxiety. You need to go back and see what traumas could be yeah. at the root of it. And, and we same- know that from EFT, you know, it's all about finding the events. We can work on what's going on currently, but 
it's the real power is finding the events where things the beliefs were formed really isn't it it's where the beliefs were formed yeah and we we call it the echoes so now we you and I have been you know running a program that teaches EFT and could be journey therapists anyone who has a, a, a experience and who's got you know knows how to present what how they do their work and has a book inside mm-hmm. them a book from the heart that they want to share with the world yeah. because compared with 10 years or 15 years ago it's much there's never been a better time to publish your own book mm-hmm. and it's not difficult but there are some steps some key book hook tips which can make your first draft so much more rich and can save you years of putting it back in a drawer and saying, I can't write a book. What do you yes. think, Mary Jane? Because you've been taking, helping clear some of the inner blocks for our clients who feel that they have a book, but they've got issues blocking them, beliefs. Yeah, so really common things. You know, we've had people on our courses who maybe were dyslexic. Um, and so writing, the thought of writing a book is kind of, whew, um and they've maybe thought they'd overcome that, but things keep recurring. So, um, you know, I put together a tapping sequence for those people. Lot of people who just think, who am I to be mm. writing this book? Who am I to be sharing? And what do I know? You know, I don't know anything compared to all these other people. That's a really common one as well, isn't it? What I really love is because you've written a number of books. And so you've come up with a really clear structure because I think for most people they think yeah I could write a book but I wouldn't know where to start and so what you do is you give them that almost a step-by-step guide isn't it to start you know literally start at the beginning just just write it not even start at the beginning of the book but start with a an idea let's get clear on that you know let's and and it is ongoing isn't it you know it's not just it's not like you clear your blocks to writing a book and off you go because you'll come across something like oh should I tell the story about my father or the too revealing too much it's my what's my family going to say so things come up along the way I just say write it down you know you need to write from your heart you need to get it in a journal that doesn't mean you're going to publish every word about these the people who've been in your life Mm. but it does mean you need the raw material and we always talk about throwing the sand sand from the beach (laughs) into a sandpit so that at the end you can build your sandcastle which is your book what what I've discovered from working with you and running these courses is that that process of writing your book isn't the end result isn't necessarily just a book or it's not even just it is a therapeutic journey Going through that process, the way we work with people, it's actually really therapeutic. And people have had amazing realizations and made connections because writing a book has just held up the mirror to other parts of their life as well. Really healing for everyone who's it has. It, it's it? healing. And even if even if they've got their first draft or they've they've decided they're going to write a different book once they've, you know, once yeah. they've finished the Which course. Which has happened a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, that does happen. And other people say, well, well, I don't want to self-publish. I want to find Hey House. And so, you know, there are many options, but until you've got that first draft down and until you realize the structure of a good self-help or transformational book, and it can be a memoir, it can Mm. be a teaching memoir that specifically has your signature system, Mm. or your story might be a five-step process with your story and your clients' case studies that you've put woven through the book that helps people by the end of the book say, your book changed my life.
Today's podcast episode is sponsored by my book, You Can Break Free Fast EFT Tapping, the second edition which comes with Power Boost, The Law of Attraction with Matrix Reimprinting Using EFT Tapping, available on Amazon and other places where you can buy books. And so I do still wear that kind of hat when I'm talking to someone in, 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 a, in the program. You know, what is it that's unique, but what's going to change someone's life, but you need that hook. And that's where I've got the five book hook tips, which I give away on our on our site, writethebookinsideyou.com forward slash free gift. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Want a free gift to inspire you further on your book writing adventure? My free checklist, five book hook tips to kickstart your book writing journey will help you get clarity on the key essentials to make your book a winner. Download it at writethebookinsideyou.com forward slash free gift. The links are in the show notes. Until next time, a big virtual hug and keep writing.